0: This time on the People's Football Podcast. We review an interesting weekend of games just gone. We welcome our very first Macam onto the show. And we also interview a very special guest all the way from Norway. Stay tuned for much, much more.
1: Welcome back to the People's Football Podcast. What I'd like to start off with today is a massive thank you to our millions of listeners. I don't know if this quite adds up, but we actually got our 500 downloads just yesterday. So we are absolutely ecstatic with that. So we're flying in the sports podcasts. Um, thanks to all their million, millions upon millions of listeners out there. I think it has something to do with our co-guest, Stefan Kyle, who I'll introduce in a second. Um, but also today we have a massive show coming up. We've got... Um, we got special guests. We got a special, uh, special Sunderland fan coming on with some expert knowledge, and we also have a fantastic female guest uh, who we're going to talk to later. We'll, we'll keep that under wraps for now. Um, okay, so we didn't have content for a little, for a week and a half now, and that is down to one man and one man only—the scum of the earth who went on holiday, took an absence of leave, went here. Wall Kyle Wilson. What do you got to say for yourself about that?
0: I would apologise, but I probably wouldn't mean it. I normally don't when right. I apologise. So. so
1: where did you go and may tell us well? So I did? spent the last week in
0: Gdansk in Poland. Yeah. Spent the last week just exploring the city, exploring the bars mainly. Right, right. And that was about it, really.
2: Did I see that you dragged your missus to a football stadium?
0: Yeah, she got dragged to the football stadium. She absolutely loved it. Um, had to make up for it with a nice meal, but I got to go see the Cia Gdansk Stadium. Nice. Unfortunately, they wouldn't let us do the tour because I was English. Said I couldn't I could only do an English one and I was like, Well what I to understand Polish? And they were like, Well you don't and I was like, I don't but I just want to see inside the stadium. But I did so manage to do it to her, well, no? No, I was not wasn't out the stadium. <laughs> so you was, just stood outside. Just the stadium. outside the stadium. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I wasn't the I I wasn't the only one. Yeah, um man. But I did manage to get myself a strip, managed to get a kit. Is that the that one you've got on now? The one I've got on now, green and white. That's um, quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was quite nice, to be fair. There was a nicer way one, but I thought I got the own kit, and I do, like, everywhere I go, I do try to collect a, a strip yeah. from the logo team, so another yeah. one out to the collection. So does,
1: does that count as you've actually seen a ground or not? Because that doesn't count It, to it me. counts, it counts ah, to me. i was
0: I was I was peeking through the tunnel. Oh, I was. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I came back on the day, tree I had a game, yeah. Which was a shame because I've seen, I'd seen videos and I'd seen like... So you didn't see the game either? I
1: couldn't see the game. Oh, yeah, I was I'm sorry, at, you can't I you've, you've had I, I counted it. Count I'm it. not speak to the Newcastle away days and you've got that book, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you need to, you should have read some tips out of that. And <laughs> away days, yeah, good hands. So um, listen, um, Steph, good to have you back on. Um, how's your week been, our last couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, week's been good. Obviously missed doing the podcast last week. Um... But glad we're back. Um, I want to give a special shout out to my best friend. She's probably not listening because she doesn't really like football. But she got engaged last night. Ooh. Um, so congratulations, Laura and Craig. Um, finally after twelve years together. Um, they, they, he finally put the question. Pressure. Craig. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm all good. I'm just looking forward to getting back on this. And.
1: That's amazing news, Steph. Sorry, we're just the me dogs just literally growling out the window. Um, so yeah, sorry about that. Missy, come here. Good dog. <laughs> That's my little uh, terrier, Missy. So listen, my week's been okay. It's been good. Um been working on the grass with, with, with the teams, coaching a lot. It's been a lot of fun, keeping active. Uh, but again, when you start to do this podcast, you realize how much you enjoy it, uh, how much you put into it, but also how much it keeps you... It keeps you thinking and it keeps you on your toes, especially at football, especially when we're doing what we love. But what we're gonna do now, we're gonna hand you over from a little word from our sponsor. Do you need a plumber? Do you need a plumber of extra big
0: hands? Cause Thomas Connolly Keaton and Plumbing Experts are the best plumbers in town. Please visit thomasconnolly.co.uk or ring 01207693992 to get into it. So
1: let's get stuck into the last weekend and, and the weekend before because obviously we were away a little bit. We'll just touch on that in the weekend before but we'll mainly spend a lot of time on the football that's just happened this weekend. We had an absolute goal glut of goals in Scotland and in England all around, just goals galore. So but what we want to dig into first is um, the shocker and the showstopper of the weekend. And that's the segment that Steph and Kyle have a look at their shockers and showstoppers. So, Kyle, you're up first, buddy.
0: Yeah, so, as always, I've done the teams. Yeah. My shocker is... I didn't want to go Bournemouth. Like I felt a bit sorry for them, but I've went Aston Villa mm. from, obviously, yesterday's game. Um, reason behind it is just Joe doesn't seem to learn from his mistakes sort of thing. Uh, you see it everywhere on Twitter, Villa fans whenever they're not trying to grief Newcastle fans, they're seeing some actual knowledgeable stuff that Ings and Watkins can't play together but you're still sticking with them, you still still playing them week in, week out um, and there's not they're not scoring goals and you've got Buendia on the bench, you've got Bailey on the bench sat there raring to go and you're sticking just with two Two players, just to, just because I think he's loyal to them. Mm. Um, obviously Coutinho injured again as well. I know he hasn't scored since God knows when, mm. but obviously he's a big player for them, and it just doesn't look good for them because they've got Arsenal on Wednesday, City the the, the game after. If Joa loses them two games, he's the worst Villa manager in history, mm. and obviously at the moment he's already got a worse record than Gary Neville, so I can't see mm. him. I can't see him lasting long yeah. much longer in that job
1: to be fair. Okay. So you you have really got in for Villa, you lose one 0 and Bournemouth <laughs> lose nine 0 and you've gone for them to be. But fair enough, I think you're right. I think Villa are gonna have to book their ideas up. So Aston Villa, uh, shocker.
0: Yeah, so my straw stoppers were Liverpool. I think would have yeah. been everyone's. That's probably the reason I didn't go Bournemouth was because this Liverpool were just unbelievable. But they needed to be. Like they, they needed to bounce back from the they needed to bounce back from the last uh, three games. Yeah, yeah. That um obviously they hadn't had a great start of the season so that reaction was what Klopp probably wanted. Um Obviously, it's good to see like Harvey Elliott get to go. Yeah, he looks good. Don't you? Fabio going to go. Remember, I did say at the start that he was my. Uh... But then I said twenty minutes, didn't I? But you're right. I said I that did. When you I made did me, say that like he was my. You were like he's uh...
1: going to start every game. I said nah. He, he he's, you know, me mate thinks he might start against. Uh, yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle team Yeah, Yeah, on Wednesday. okay. I think that'll be obviously we'll touch on it later. He looks go a good, great player though. Yeah, he be does. Hundred percent. So Liverpool and Aston Villa. Okay, yeah. buddy. Over to you, Steph.
2: So my star of the week is um, Erlen Haaland, um, and I've I've picked him because. I think go back to episode one. Um, I decided not to put him as top scorer, and I did say that I didn't know if he was gonna. Someone said he was gonna have a bad season in this room, didn't they? I I said he was gonna have a bad season. Was it you just or was said, it Kyle? It was, I said that I didn't think he'd be top scorer. All oh, right. Um. So I'm. I, you know, he's 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 come into city. It's he's he stepped into a massive role. Um, and he's 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 what, already got is it six six, six goals six and four yeah six mm. and four so I think you know he, he's a young lad he's he's shouldered that expectation already he's he's hit the ground running mm. I mean he's he's already got six can he can he hit twenty five thirty goals this season there's every chance he could yeah. in that city team
1: mm. he's also my captain this weekend so very very mine. happy so <laughs> very good choice um, shocker
2: so i um, I've had to just last minute change this because Kyle's just pretty much talked about who it was going to be. <laughs> um, it was going to be Steven Gerrard, but I'm going to change it and I'm actually going to go. It's a bit of a surprise. Oh, really? yeah. um, I'm going to go with Mo Salah because
0: oh, yeah. I, li- in
2: Liverpool's 9 all win, for him not to get... One goal or one assist. Um, what happened? I mean, he obviously had that chance um, right in front of the goal where he he blasted it over. Um, it was a difficult ball, but you know when they when when Liverpool are on song, Salah's always involved, and it just was a bit weird that he he wasn't. And it was I mean, it's good for them. It shows other players can step forward and they don't have to be relying on him. Uh, but to not get anything in that result, um, when you look at. You know, golden boots, things like that, is uh he's missed a chance. So yeah, I'm gonna go Stinker of the Week Mo Salah. So Stinker
1: of the Week Mo Salah. So what better way for him to, to shut everyone up is he's got a big game against Newcastle on Wednesday. So <laughs> yeah, we go. you might be eating your <laughs> words, Steph. I hope not. So so let's uh let's move into to Newcastle guys. Like what a what a couple of weeks it's been. Only two points, but that Man City game, what a match. You were there, Kyle? I was there,
0: and it was possibly the best football I'd ever seen at Newcastle, yeah. and the fact that I'd went would went tour to tour with the best team in the world is just mm-hmm. like to credit credit the players, credit Eddie Howe, credit the owners, and that's about even. Like like I said, like that's about probably three three more signings that we're gonna get. So mm-hmm. it's 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 positive that we can have them performances against Man City. But the main thing for me was, like, normally you play Man City, where you normally just sit back, but he still went for them. Yeah. So that's it was I was very yeah, very was impressed class, and I loved it.
1: it. Yeah, yeah, it was class. It was class. Um so I think obviously the Wolves game. You were actually on an away day yesterday. Yeah. So we're going to stay with you. How did that go? Um it was
0: long day but a very very good day. On the uh, bus? Yes, on the bus. Warm, um, ca- warm cans on the
1: bus or not?
0: No, no, I wasn't drinking actually. I think I had too much in Poland. Yeah. But um no, it was it was a very good a very good day. Um Obviously, the way I end at Wolves isn't brilliant, like, you got the long strip, but yeah. that was, you know, was good. and Especially after we sort of scored the, um, scored the goal, it was absolutely bouncing for 10 minutes, yeah. so yeah. No, it was yeah. brilliant. The, the, the City was alright, the, the, the Wolves fans were
1: good, so yeah. it would have been good to leave a three points, but Aye. shame we didn't. So what do, you, what do you think, Steph? You watched the game yesterday, um, how do you think we played? Both it, was a, it
2: was a funny one, really, because I, as I was watching the game, I was, I was annoyed. I found myself quite annoyed. Um, that we were just not like we were just not playing very well, I didn't think. Um, but yeah it was in the end when you look back it was actually the the perfect away performance I think um you know we, we dominated the ball we had the better we had the better chances we had the more chances um I actually looked back this morning I woke up and I thought Do you know what that was that was actually a great performance and a great result because mm, yeah. I think there's definitely. In, in times gone by, Newcastle would have lost that game and probably gone gone on lose it two or three nil. Um, hmm. Wolves Wolves are a bit of a funny funny team, aren't they? I think they obviously they've got that talented midfield um, of of Neto Neves and, and this new guy Nunes, but they they're gonna, I feel like they're going to struggle to score goals. Um, and I thought at the back that Col- Collins just looked so um, so shaky even against Chris Wood. So mm. no, it was it was it was a good performance. Um, obviously at the end, like we touched on unlucky not to get the three points with Elliot Anderson had that chance and then I mean I don't know why I don't know what you guys think why didn't Kieran Trippier take that free kick right at the end
0: so I think when he he took a corner and he felt his hamstring so the the two things on my thought was maybe he didn't want to take it because of his hamstring maybe he didn't think he'd get it over the wall but also I think it was a bit close for his sort of like up and over. Yeah, so do you so think, I think if it was
2: a few yards back he just, probably would have
0: taken it? I think we've taken it a few yards back if his hamstring was alright, but mm. like you've seen Fabian Troy scored one against Tottenham last year true, he uh, when he just belted it. So maybe yeah. that was why. But you touched on Elliot and I think yeah, I, I noticed as soon as he came on the game just changed. We had did, a lot more it? energy and a lot more like and I'm not saying that Willow struggled but he just added that energy and I think I think he deserves one to be fair. To give him the, yeah, to be given really a chance.
2: I think yesterday, and I'll touch on this when I go through my ratings, but I think Willock, that's that's probably the second game. I think Brighton was similar, where he was just so clumsy on the ball, and yeah. it, it was almost like he was um, he was setting himself up for a leg breaker. I think he was his, his first touch was just off. He just seemed a bit sluggish and a bit slow to react. Um, so you know, who knows? I mean, but I,
1: I said that to you. I said the reason why Arsenal doesn't have him, he doesn't handle the ball very well. He's very yeah. Sissoko-like. For example, he has space in front of he push and runs. And in terms of tight space, one-two-touch, that's not his game. He's that forward player. It's just whether or not he fits into how his team. Yeah. Because he would be great in Crystal Palace, a counter-attack transitional team. But in a build-up team, you've got to come short, you've got to play one-two-touch, get wriggle out of pressure. It's difficult for him, so it'll be interesting. I I, I hope he, he develops technically, but I do honestly feel long-term. he might. Well, anyway, he might not be at the club long-term, Yeah. but I think we're going to have him to the end of the season. But I think Anderson well in with the shout, guys for sure uh, what about that second goal for them when he's when he's got his eye patch out and he's got his uh, little, oh, no. little uh, pirate outfit out we were
0: on the opposite end so we didn't we didn't see, I didn't see the celebration did you not know it was got, a, foul, or did you a oh, foul it was right in front of us and I definitely oh. thought well, I definitely argued that it was yeah. a foul and yeah, yeah. I think maybe, had it been because it was Fraser maybe it wasn't given me the thought it been a bit soft but yeah. the refs ref would have seen oh, it anyway. two hands on his and back wasn't that, that's about even mentioning the long staff incident and yeah. like just I think the referee... What was the long the, one's the penalty. penalty. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Which wasn't
2: even talked about on Match of the Day 2.
1: He was... come out with an interview, I had the blatant cheek to say that uh, Newcastle played long balls and, and tried to just win second second phases. When you look at the possession stats, 62-38, yeah. is, is that math right? Is that correct? I think it was 64 feet. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 62-38. So, <laughs> so going to Wolves, who dominated <laughs> Tottenham, who dominate teams possessionally, that is crazy. Yeah, but yeah. It, it still felt like what you said, it was a, wolves were weird, but at one point we said we weren't playing very well, remember? We talked yesterday yeah. more like we weren't playing well, but it was like, I just when you when I think you don't when you say we weren't playing well, we just didn't look like scoring. Yeah. Do you think? For seventy five minutes, eighty minutes, we didn't
0: look like scoring and then You probably had the the Willock chance in the first half, maybe like you probably should score and then yeah. horse, score Another horse. twenty odd yard thunderbolt, yeah, yeah. beauty. Let me score. Jesus. That is unbelievable. That is yeah. That is one of the best goals, like I think I'll ever see. Especially it was just the feeling of when it went in. I think the the whole away end didn't even realise it, it, it went in. Oh, I, yeah. think, it was just I think everyone was just
2: so surprised that he actually hit it and it yeah, went yeah. in because how many times? I mean, look, we love him, Maxi, but how many times does he does he hit a shot and he totally undercuts it and yeah. and 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 he it's you know it's it's soft. So for him to do that, like oh, just
1: so so leading into that, then we're gonna go straight to uh, super Steph's Player ratings. So let's blast through, and then we'll we'll probe you if we think when you need a probing.
2: Okay. So I'll start with Nick Pope seven, uh, Kieran Trippier seven, Fabian Schär seven, Sven Botman seven, Darren Byrne, seven.
1: All right. You, you know there's other numbers than seven <laughs> in there. In, in, uh, in, uh. uh, Joe Linton uh, seven
2: point five. Oh. Um, and he Sean, was your man in the match. Sean Longstaff six. Okay. Joe Willock six. Miguel Almiron seven, Maxi seven, and Wood five.
1: So Joe Linton, man of the match. Man of the match, yeah. Do you agree, Kyle? Anything he he looked good, Joe Linton. Do you think... agree with the ratings overall? Yeah, yeah. I think. Anyone
0: you think should have been an eight or? Maybe Almiron. I, I was very impressed with Almiron yesterday. I think he was hard. He was hard done by coming off. He, yeah. He probably was the only one that was making things happen in the whole second half. And
1: was it a typical? Because I missed the first 25, 30 minutes. Was it a typical Almiron? Uh, game where he's full of bluster or is he actually yeah, was he was he just no but like what I mean is like is it a frustrating more or was he actually making no, no he, was, making he, things was creating, he was
0: creating chances making yeah. things happen and he was picking up pockets on the right hand side right in front of us and Trippy and him were yeah, connecting okay. quite well just he's,
1: he's on a he's on a good way isn't he? He he's on a good twenty twenty two. I think he's had a good twenty twenty two, to be honest. He, he might have fixed that issue so so your man the match was Joel Linton. Okay, yeah. good stuff. So it's funny isn't it? I mean if we lose that one nil them ratings are probably sixes and five potentially
2: yeah, that's what I mean. It's it was so close to. I mean, you wouldn't want to go any any higher than that. I don't think because yeah. you know it was, it was just such a strange performance. I think, but um, obviously you know the the standout one there was Chris Wood. I just think he, yeah, fine. he he didn't have a lot though. He didn't get a lot of service. So it's but is but isn't that
1: the case when when Callum Wilson doesn't get a lot of service, he manufactures good service because he'll yeah. make bad balls and yeah, the good yeah. ones. I don't think Chris Wood is quite able no. to do that. He always, look, he always works his socks off, we can't berate him, um, but you're right, it's like, good players makes bad service good, and he can't find a way, because he's not as mobile as Wilson, he's not as clever, but, yeah. you know, we're going to need him, Wilson's out, like, Isaac, he's probably going to, will he start him, should he not start Anderson instead of him for the Liverpool? Up front through the middle is it too much to ask? him? But Maxi. Yeah, Maxi yeah. went through the middle, didn't he? Yeah,
0: Max went through the middle against um,
1: Liverpool on transition. They actually did that last year, if you remember
0: against Liverpool. He, he could. He could do. I would like to say... Did is he go with the same team? Or no, no. no. I, I wouldn't start Longstaff. Okay. Um,
2: Longstaff really struggled, didn't he? It him? was yes, very frustrating.
0: Yeah. Yes, and yeah. Congratulations, for making his it's like 100 hundredth appearance, but it was just a. You thought he was. It was a what hard. Did you give Longstaff six. Six. It was a hard game for. Would you my give him more
1: than a six. Or do you think it's six? On game
0: lower than a six, I think we're we're judging that that position off Bruno. Yeah, and he's just big boots to
1: fill and do we miss him. Do we know anything on Bruno? How long he's out?
2: I think uh, Howe said after the game that a couple of games, so whether that's the game yesterday and yeah. Liverpool or whether it's Liverpool and next weekend, not okay. not entirely sure. This, I mean,
0: it's a rumour but wasn't his wife due very soon. That that was the other thing going on last night that possibly. Could be having a, having I a
1: kid. I think he'd be desperate to play. I think he's the uh, type yeah. of player that would probably play and then get a playing straight over. It, or could, something. it could be something that. But we'll you're have right, to look though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, Kyle. Why, I did say it last night. That it
0: was close to the date, and
1: maybe that's the why. Brazilian would... guys seem madly in love, don't they? Joel <laughs> and Bruno. You keep seeing them. They're, in, they're having a great time <laughs> here when, in Newcastle. He
2: did. I, I think he did get. A, he was another one who got a knock in yeah. against tram yeah there, So it could just be that he had a bit of a something uh from that because you know that was so physical, and there was part of the game where he went down. So it could. Hopefully, it's just it's nothing because we did
1: miss him so so I guess I guess if we're I mean we don't know what the team's gonna be we're gonna lead into the game on Wednesday which is gonna be after watching that 9-0 demolition of Bournemouth you know they're surely not gonna do that again but what I'd like to do is we're gonna go we're going back to back we're going away to Liverpool home to Crystal Palace now to let you know on predictions I got mine right (laughs) 1-1 at the weekend I'm now on nine points Steph's on six Kyle's on a measly two points Kyle he just he's uh, turn it around so uh, th- as we always do Kyle you're going to go first yeah uh, and I will go s- uh, Steph will go second but I'm writing my score down and I'm going to show you it so you know <laughs> alright so Kyle what do you think for well, Liverpool
0: first I always live by the never particularly Castle uh, I always particularly Castle to win I live by that and so how's I've that got, done how's that done you not 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 good so far <laughs> I'm going to stick with it <laughs> I've oh, got okay. Nicasso to win 1-0 at Liverpool, oh, God. Right.
1: and then I've got
0: Nicasso beat Palace 2 now. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh, right, okay. So, uh, I'm going to go... Am I might not going there. Yeah, but two. I'm going to quickly... Oh, God, I think that's tough, you know, against so you Palace. you just changed. Right, so you. no, 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 I'm going to go... So there's my two, okay? Okay, yeah. So, Steph...
2: Okay, so I ummed and odd about Liverpool. Um, I was negative when for the City game, and it obviously didn't Steph, work out. Negative, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm gonna go for an entertaining two-two score draw. Go on, yeah. Stephanie. Uh, and crossed. then for Palace, I'm gonna go for a one-nil win.
1: Oh yeah. All right, well we've gone something different, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Simon Kyle today. So Kyle, do you want to tell them my scores? So Martin's got
0: a two-one win against Palace. Come on. And of course he has a 2-0 loss yeah, at Liverpool. Liverpool
1: I'm sorry everyone do you know what I actually think as well I actually think we're going to drop points at Palace I really yeah. do I really Palace do. are a good side, I think so. we're going to get one point but I'm going to have to go for a win to one I think yeah. Palace are really good and I think they'll yeah. catch us on the break and I think I'm a bit can I be honest I know Botman stats look good I'm nervous about Botman you know I think he's look good do he think, looks alright yeah yeah I think but he's... do you not think these type of strikers Zaha them type of strikers might cause them issues I think it's
0: possibly
1: I'm just going to say I think he's got all the attributes to be amazing yeah I think he's still finding his feet I think he's still stepping out the wrong times he's not used to the pace but I think he will be fine but anyway so there's the predictions back to back games really really excited about this weekend coming up so what we're going to do we're going to go into a little Middlesbrough so a Middlesbrough review Steph has done a little bit of homework. Kylie, have you done any homework on Middlesbrough? I actually did this time. Apart I from they need a couple of signings here and there. Like. <laughs> I did a tiny little bit of Shall should we, oh, oh, we go
0: first? Should we go should go Steph first and then go Steph first? And if Steph does say anything that I've got, I will touch. Uh, I about. think
1: there's probably no chance of there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good result, obviously, got their first win against Swansea. Um, so they have now got six points from six games. Um, I think we're gonna start and see Middlesbrough turn the corner now. I think the I think the reason it's been a little bit of a slow start is because the signings that they wanted have come in a little bit later, um, and he has made quite a few. I think I think um, well the ten signings they've made now, which is which is a lot. Um, so I think give that squad time, and I think they will start to climb the table now. Um, it was a it was a it was a it was a good win. Um, I think um, the new signing Matt Clark got man of the match, the central defender. He seems to have slotted in um, in the back five quite well. Um, he's the left-footed centre-back that Wilder's been after for a long time and mm. apparently he got off to a really good uh, a really good start. Um, yeah, I, I still think they have work to do in the transfer market which we'll talk about in a little while but um, they've got a tough game against Watford on Tuesday um, and then obviously the Derby next week but I think, um, I think Middlesbrough will start and climb now. I think they'll do well.
1: Okay, Kyle, have you got anything on top of that or I
0: oh I also just put down that I think it's 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 a tight result that helps them kick on. and it's sort of a typical Wilder result of just grind a win out when you need mm. one and then obviously I know you're touching on it a bit, but we've got Watford coming up. Yeah and then we've got Sunday,
1: two yeah, massive games yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the right time to get that three points. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll just take I don't do the predictions on these two, I think it's good for you guys to do that. And so Kyle, what do you think um Watford versus Borough will be? I've got I've got Borough to win two one, Borough to win two one. Yeah, Borough to win Steph. two one.
2: I'm gonna go one one for that
1: one one. Uh, Sunderland versus
0: Rotherham. So I know I haven't touched on Sunderland yet today, but I've actually got them to beat Rotherham one nil. What you the first right? time I've ever predicted? I think it's the the Polish food that's got okay. overs, but I've got them to beat Rotherham one nil. Scabby game.
2: Yeah, I think they'll get a result again. I think I think I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go two nil for that one. Wow.
1: Okay, and then the big one next Monday, I'm actually hopefully we'll watch that one. Sunland versus Middlesbrough. Huge game. What do you think? I've
0: got of... a win 3 <laughs> one. <laughs> back, back to the usual. Steph, draw? I
2: think, I think it'll be um I think it'll be a great game that no, I think um I'm gonna go for a draw. I'm gonna say one one.
1: Yeah, I would I think a score draw, I think it'll be goals, I think uh, like a two two or something maybe. Okay, well good. So that would um that would put I think I think that Sunderland Middlesbrough game will tell us a lot about. If it's a draw, it'll not tell us much. But if yeah. Borough go to beat them, I think Borough will then. I think they'll kick on and finish above. I think it's going to be this weekend. Will will for me tell me if the Sunderland or Borough are going to be in a scrap, like bottom off, or they're going to be pushing forward. So yeah. So yeah. So moving on to Sunderland now. We're going to have a look at the club as a whole. And it's uh, three Geordies probably wouldn't do this justice. So what we've decided to do is is bring in a special guest, a, a die-hard sunland fan. Our first Mackham on the podcast. Really excited to have him in. It's Michael Hurst, a.k.a. Paddy from Concert. How are you, mate?
3: Uh, very well, thanks, Herdy. Hi, Steph.
1: Hi, Kyle. Hi, all right? Hi, all right. Good to well have time. you, mate. Good pos- podcast, by the way. Really enjoy it. I know mate. I, I'm really happy. I, I loved your feedback. So we we're desperate to get a, a Sunland fan. And you reached out to me, Paddy, give a bit of background. You said, Listen, you three don't know what you're talking about when you talk about my club. And I think you were a bit passionate and a bit angry at us. So we're gonna we're gonna get you on today. We're really happy to have someone with some inside knowledge and some knowledge of Sunland. So so listen, Bud, the reason why we've got you on is obviously it's been a hectic time at Sunland these last this last week and a bit of trauma and a bit of craziness. So all, I, all I'm going to ask you, Paddy, is um, what's your take on recent events at Sunderland?
3: Yeah, disappointing. I would say unbelievable, but I suppose, Hirdie, when you're a Sunderland supporter, you, you get used to these kind of things happening. Um, I think the majority of Sunderland supporters will be really disappointed. I mean, look, he, Alex Neal, did a phenomenal job for us, outstanding, really. Um, you know, came in in February, he's been there six months. You know, rightly has been adored by the supporters um, got us promoted. I think if you look at the background of our club, you know, we've got something like 14 managers now in 14 years. But I think people are disappointed because this is the one where we felt like, you know, he would be there for three or four years, did such a fantastic job. Um, but, yeah, disappointing. I think more supporters will be probably rightly angry about the timing and how it's happened more than anything else. But, you know, he's gone for more money, it looks like. Um and look, Stoke are a rich club. I think a lot of people would say, you know, why would you leave someone to go to Stoke? You know, our potential probably is kind of greater than theirs, no disrespect, but, yeah. you know, ultimately money talks and, you know, he's got himself probably double or triple his wages. So, so that's it's the true. nature of it, I guess, isn't yeah. it? Who,
1: do you, who are you putting the blame on here? Are you putting the blame on anyone at the club? Alex Neil, where's the anger and the frustration vented from you towards?
3: Look, at the game on Saturday... Um, the atmosphere was very defiant. it was very good I think most people have put the blame on Neil mm. look there'll be three as the saying goes there's three sides to every story isn't there so there'll be what the club say there'll be what Neil says and the truth will probably be somewhere in between um, you know we've left ourselves vulnerable because he's had this clause in his contract and it's been a rolling contract but you know I think everybody presumed he was just really happy to be there um you know, he'll say he's moving closer to his family. Um, he'll say he's getting two or three times the salary he was getting with us. Um so yeah, there's probably two sides to the story, Hurdy. Um it's disappointing. It's disappointment. I think yeah. most will blame him because he's gone for the money um and we didn't see it coming, but You know, I guess in football now, modern football, when you do well and you've got to remember where we've come from, you know, we're not a kind of a cash rich club like Stoke are at the minute. Um, You're probably just going to concede that was a bit of a perfect storm. He's gone for more money. It's going to be closer to home. um, And he's probably got a little bit more control over transfers and stuff like that. So disappointment, but one of those things, I guess.
1: So I guess that that disappointment, though. As, are you able to bounce back from this? And what I'll lead on to in a minute, yeah, Paddy, is, uh, is about your next manager. But I just think, where does it leave you now as a club? Are you, are you worried? Are you, are you excited? Are you like, where are you at on it? I mean, where are where, where you heading?
3: Um, well, listen, I think our club and you three all being mags might not know too much. I think we've changed a lot over the last few years. So we have this new model in place where we have, Christian Speakman, who kind of takes care of all football business. So, you know, the person who's in charge of the team is just a head coach now. He's not a manager. Um, So in that respect, it shouldn't change a lot, really. The model won't change. The way we kind of run the club won't change. Um, It's just trying to get a like-for-like person to come in as a head coach who can work in that model, who can work in that project. Listen, I said to you a couple of weeks ago, I, I thought, Probably Steph was closest to my kind of idea at the start of the season. We've got a good squad of players. Um, we're on the up. Uh, nothing I've seen this season so far will change my mind on that. I think kind of we're going in the right direction. So, provided we get somebody in who fits that model well and who kind of gets the club, you know, there's no real concern. I was concerned on Saturday to see. What the atmosphere was like and what the reaction of the players was like, but it was really good and we played well. We probably should have at least thrown the game. Um, So I guess nothing changes really in terms of what we hope is going to happen. Um, I think this has probably been the most positive Sunderland supporters have felt in about six years. Um, We've got an upward trajectory and we've got some good players, you know, we've got a good squad of players. So I guess that shouldn't really change, provided we get, you know, the, the correct person for the job. OK,
1: so that leads us in nicely then, Paddy. Who is who is the correct person for the job in your mind, bud?
3: Well, look, you, you come to learn, don't you, that the person that you want in is often not the person that comes in. So I try not to kind of put all legs in one basket and say, I hope it's him. I think what we do in the look is the model of the club and where we've been and where we've come from It's not going to be a Deitch. It's not going to be a Roy Keane. It's not going to be an Allardyce or a Bielsa. So I guess those names, because financially we couldn't do it. I mean, I'd be happy to be wrong, but I'd be astonished if it was any of those kind of people. Um, So you've got two pathways. One is the big name being mentioned at the moment is Tony Mowbray. I think he's a really obvious one. Um, He's free, he's available, experienced at this level um is based locally so he'd be a really easy one to do so that's an obvious one do you Which like him do you like him do you want him um i mean he won't excite people you know but i think at the moment we're not in the, we're not in the right place to excite supporters with appointments um but i think what he'd give you is you know he's vastly experienced at this level um he knows the championship really well he's a very safe pair of hands he works with young players um so he's an obvious one, and I think he's a very safe choice. I don't think we'd be in any danger of going down if he took over, for example. Yeah. Um, but the flip side of that is, you know, do we want somebody younger who can probably go that journey with us, so to speak, for the next five or six years? Because he probably couldn't do that. He, I think he's 60. Is he 60 now? I'm not sure. I think he's about 60 now, Mowbray. Not quite. Um, yeah, he's he's
2: he's touching 60, I think. he's Maybe he's late 50s, I think.
3: Is he? Um so, you know, that's one option, um, which is an obvious one. Mm-hmm. The other option is they go somebody who's younger, who is a natural head coach. Mm. You've got the lad um, Liam Bannon at MK Dons, is one that's been mentioned. Um, you've got Anthony Barry, the coach at Chelsea, who's oh, been mentioned. The Irish lad. Is he the Irish lad? Anthony? Yeah, the Irish lad, yeah. Um, I jokingly said to you about your brother John. Um, yeah. Somebody like that, you know, somebody who is young, is hungry, is on the up, um, who's happy to be a head coach and doesn't want control of the club because they're not going to get it. Mm. Um, mm. You know, another one. I thought this morning, Gus Poyer This is another one that might might come in. Um, but yeah, it'll be one of those those type of people. I think.
1: Gospoy. What are you um so good shouts, Paddy. What do you think about Kyle's prediction of um tears at the end of the season? Were you happy about that, mate? Nah,
3: listen, I was on holiday in Spain. I listened to the first episode. Um great episode, really enjoyed it. But it was funny when you were all making predictions. Look, we finished fifth last season in League One, we won the playoffs. Um I think we were an un- unknown coming into it. So I think naturally from the outside looking in, you would say we're gonna struggle but I don't think really someone's supporters felt we would struggle. Um, listen, you might get me back on at the end of the season and I'll have it on my face, but mm. you know, we're on the up, you know, the place is bouncing a little bit more than it has been. Um, you'll know yourself, the atmosphere is great, we've got massive crowds um, and we've got some really good players who are getting better all the time. I think we'll be nowhere near getting relegated at the end of the year, but I mean, I'm bound to say that. Um I said to you by text, I think, you know, when I spoke to you, I put a bet on at the start of the year. I thought we could make, I honestly thought we could make playoffs. Obviously, that might change now depending on who comes in.
1: Were you drunk? Uh, when you drunk when you did
3: that? (laughs) Uh, Well, I I was on holiday at the time. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) That's sunshine.
3: (laughs) But what I mean is, we're on the up. We had that momentum. We'd lost something like one in 19 games when we got promoted. Yeah. Um, we started at the start of the season. We looked really good. We've got an issue with the size of the squad. Um, but, you know, we have got some momentum there and we do look at decent size. Um, so I'll review that prediction. I, I do think we'll be close at the top half and the bottom half. Um, but again, it'll depend who comes Put in.
1: Put a number on a Paddy. Give us a number because I'm going to be asking your scores, but give us a number on your position you'll finish.
3: Um... I'll go nine. I think we'll. I think we'll be top of the middle.
1: Uh, wow, that's gonna. It's it's a massive appointment. If you're gonna do that, then if you're gonna have to really get someone in, yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> that's
3: but you know, you know me. I'm an I'm an optimist though, Hurdy, aren't you? You Gloss
1: know me. Half, uh, glass half full, eh? Rather than half empty, like Kyle. You know what I mean? <laughs> but always um, oh, a something. So listen, two big games coming up. Uh, you have got a northeast derby as well. So you've got Rotherham and Middlesbrough coming yeah. up what are you what are you looking at from them two games you know be, you probably need a win in, in at least one of those buddy to keep you in that hunt at least for the top half so what are you going for in your two games
3: yeah listen I'd look again it depends who comes in or if anybody comes in you know if nobody comes in makes it harder is not it I guess Um I'd take four points now I'd snap your hand off for four points if I could get four points I'd be delighted Um the home game against Rotherham obviously the bigger one you know we've Played well at home without getting results recently, but we've played some decent sides. Um, so the home game against Rotherham is one that you've probably got to look at and try and win, um, which again, I think if we play like we have been playing, I think we will. Yeah. Um, and the Borough game, you know, Middlesbrough established side. Listen, I don't think Middlesbrough are great either, by the way. Um, yeah. You know, but I would take a point.
1: So four. And you don't think you'll have a manager by next Monday,
3: no? By. I think we'll have I think we'll have one by next Monday. I just don't think we'll have one in place for Wednesday. Okay, okay, mate.
1: All right, listen, listen, Paddy. Um, thoroughly enjoyed having you on, mate. To be fair, it's, it's yeah, good. A, what we don't want to do is alienate any Sunland and Middlesbrough fans because it is a natural bias from us, and we don't want it to be that. We want to be a good Northeast podcast, and you know, you know. From me, I want you to to do well and thrive. So does Steph, uh, and so does well. No, he probably doesn't, do you, Kyle? No, not <laughs> not not in the slightest. He doesn't want you. He can't help it. He can't help it. Steve Bruce, <laughs> the I'm hoping for uh, no, but it's Steve Bruce. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll take him. He's doing well, isn't he? But um, listen, Steve Paddy, we good. go back a long time. We used to play together, and um, you're a top lad. You're actually a coach as well. So you coached at Chessie Street. You've got a few players that have got into academies. So yeah, you were with uh, who else? You just give us a quick one on your on your on your coaching, really quickly. You, you coach as well, so you have got some knowledge.
3: Yeah, I do the the Chester Street, Washington and uh, Derwent side, district side. So, um, my 16s, I've just lost. You've got, like, um, you know, the lad, Lewis Miley, who's doing really well. Yeah. Um, He was mine, know the family really well. Great family, great kids. Right. Um, Bunnelson's another one to watch out for at Newcastle. He's in the under-18s at the minute. Yeah. Um, Yeah, a handful of them, all great lads, all doing really well. It'd be nice to see them kind of push on and do well as well. Okay.
1: Top man, keep producing Newcastle players, buddy. I really appreciate that. Not Sunderland players. Thanks, matey. <laughs> All right, big guy. Well, listen, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch. We might get you back before the end of the season for sure. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Um and uh good luck and I'll see you soon, Paddy. All right.
3: Well done for the podcast. I think it's really, really good. Great work. I know it's a lot of work goes into it. So well done for that. Um yeah, I look forward to the next episode coming out, Hurdy.
0: Hi guys, if you're not sick of my voice already, please head over to our social media accounts. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok at The People's Football Podcast. And on Twitter, you can find us at the TPFP. Our social medias contain polls, information and overall fun football banter. So please have a look.
1: So welcome to The People's Football Podcast. We have a special, special guest here, all the way from Norway, Stavanger, a real football man, but also a watchman too. This gentleman owns a watch shop in Stavanger. I think that's right. When he, when he comes on, he'll tell us. He also is a crazy, diehard Newcastle fan, and we're going to learn why. He also works with the club, running football camps for Newcastle in with the foundation in, in Norway, And and honestly, he's an all-round good guy and and he brings joy to everyone he meets. So that's why we had to get this gentleman on. And his name
4: is Frode Groteland. How are you, Frode? Hello, Martin. I'm very good. I'm very good. Hello, Steph. I'm very good. Hi, Frode. Hello, hello.
1: It's been a little while since I've seen you. and we're a bit gutted because you were back in Newcastle last weekend and I didn't get to see you, buddy. I'm really upset by
4: that. I miss you. Uh, miss you too. It's, it's, I, I see you uh, at uh, the Easter when I was uh, for three weeks and I see lots of games and I was running the Hadrian's Wall and the uh, West Highland Way in Scotland and have a good d- day
1: in Newcastle. Yeah, so you, you've got this love and affinity for Newcastle. So so just to give you an idea, me and just to give you some context, everyone, me and Frode, you know, I joined Newcastle Native Foundation back in 2012 and I met this this gentleman, this tall, handsome Six foot three, gentleman from Norway, good luck. And There's a bit of brother love here for sure between me and Frode. There's, a, um, there's, something, <laughs> there's something going on, but I met him, and ever since then, he just puts a smile on my face and Steph's face and everyone's face. But what I love about him is his passion for football, and I hope that comes through in in, in this little segment, Frode. So, Frode, just to get before we start asking you questions, where are you now? Are you back
4: in Norway in Stavanger? Yes. Uh, I live just outside Stavanger in a town called Sannes. I was born here and I live all my life almost in Sannes. You not long moved, did you? You moved house, didn't you, recently as well? Yeah, I I moved last. This February, I moved from a place called Klepp into Sannes again. So I'm back in my hometown. Yeah.
1: Oh, good stuff, mate! And you're still running the watch company as well, just to speak. Yes,
4: of. I hold, my, I have, I have my watch shop in Sanes. Has uh, been my father have it since he was 15 years old. Now he's 85, so it's been in the family for a long time. Wow. Grothelands,
1: Grothelands. That's great.
4: <laughs> I thought it was, buddy. Steph's got a really good
1: question. Good question. I don't know if she's going to ask it now or later, Steph. She will hold it for later or what? I'll okay. hold it for later, yeah. <laughs> really good <laughs> question, okay? Um, no, I've been there and it's fantastic. So, Florida, listen, I think we've kind of chatted about why you love Newcastle and we're going to dig into it, but we've n- I've never really got to the bottom of how it come about and I think we're going to clear it up and everyone can start to see how much you love the club. But tell us your story and just how it all came about, this love affair with Newcastle. Take us back, road.
4: Yes, it's a long time ago. It was in the 90s when uh, Kevin Keegan arrived as a manager. And um, we all loved Newcastle at that time. And then I, I've never been in Newcastle. I sent an email or a letter to Newcastle Football Club to the tickets office and told them that I was a big, big Newcastle fan living in San St. outside Stavanger. I have. Book my flight, my hotel, but I just miss miss tickets. So everybody told me that it was impossible to get tickets, but I get a good answer back that she, the girl, I think it was Linda in the ticket office, would give me tickets. So I was in the heaven, and <laughs> then we uh, fly over to Newcastle on the set, uh, Friday, and the game was on Sun Saturday, and it was against Liverpool. Oof. Uh and uh, and we beat them two one and Steve Watson scored in the last minute of the game and we was in heaven. It was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh what a what a start to your Newcastle journey. Yeah, so I've been so very lucky. I've been uh, I meet uh, Steve Watson a couple of times and I always tell him he's one of the reasons why I love Newcastle. So I think we need to say a
1: big thank you to Linda at the ticket office, really, yeah, really, really yeah. <laughs> <good> for <having. laughs> yeah, um,
4: I think it was the name. And we have a present with us from nowhere to give her. And I, we didn't meet her, but we said, "When you see Linda, can you please give this present to Linda?" Because we was in heaven. Wow. Was it a watch fraud? Sorry, no, it... no, it was not a watch. I don't <laughs> think you have it in England. It's something with uh, cheese. And when you we have a big cheese, and you I don't know the English word, but I hope she I hope she liked it. Oh, yeah, we'll have I to try should. and
2: find that out whether she yeah. she got it and <laughs> she liked it. That's
4: amazing. <laughs> So, so
1: fraud. That's ninety five, ninety six. What started yes. to unfold from there?
4: What started to happen? And then I, I, at that time I was married and I have two small children, and um, I couldn't go to so many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was uh, maybe one or two times every year. Mm-hmm. And then the, when I get divorced, I think my life was not so good. Uh, so I think I need to find something good to do. Mm-hmm. and then then I buy my season tickets in Newcastle and we I buy two season tickets one for me and one for my friend but it didn't go many times so I always get different people with me and then uh, so for them uh, I always uh, go to the stadium to meet one guy called John Oliver who was a fantastic nice friend and a gentleman and he showed me the sent James's park and then he introduced me for new people so he was the reason why i got so good relationship with newcastle wow so that's when it started
1: to take off when you met john it started to really yeah. take off and and then that, mm-hmm. that kind of probably tony and me and a few other guys at the foundation started to come into it so do you want to talk about the link with newcastle United foundation tony that uh and tony yes then guys uh,
4: you know I always want to do something good for people and friends. So I was thinking about to try to make a football school for Newcastle in Norway. So that, uh, then I come in contact with you. I can remember we have a meeting in the Keyside, me and you, and one guy called Avel. We yeah. want to bring Newcastle to uh, Stavanger. And we have the meeting and we get a deal and uh, you should come in February. I yeah. don't remember the year. Yeah, and then you and Peter and Tony and Andy arrived. Yeah, and we had some fantastic weekend together. Yeah, we coached, and we I, coached I cannot, I will, I will never forget when you said, "My name is Morten. You, Martin, <laughs> <laughs> this was Martin.
1: Yeah, so this is a this is a folklore story at Newcastle Foundation. So I basically went to Norway. I was trying to be introduced myself to a bunch of kids. Uh, there was a hundred young children there, and I said, "My name." Is very similar to a famous player in Norway, <laughs> and it, it, my name is Morten Herdman. And the kids just looked at us like I was an absolute idiot, and I just stood there, and all the <laughs> castle coaches and everyone was laughing. And then the uh-huh. next, you said, "My name's Peter." Moving on, <laughs> so I was a bit of a but. But I think they still liked this. I still, yeah. I still last the coach really well, so that was great. No, but great memories. And from there, Froda every 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 month or so you bring groups of people over you bring groups of, of footballers talented players you bring them they come and get a match day experience and and you, yeah. you just you're around the you're around the place and everyone loves to have you and um it's just fantastic for the way the way it's going what do you like what are you what's your connection to the club what does it feel like to be a newcastle fan Frodo? how do you you know you seem like
4: I, you- I, yeah i feel like i've been a at the moment now in a big very happy family everybody smile yeah. is looking very good at the moment uh, so but it's not always be like that before some years ago everybody was sad but now it looks so much positive out so at the moment i'm very happy and for me to go to newcastle a feeling I'm going home because i have so many good friends and it's so nice to come back always so the, the
1: funny thing is, Frode. every time I'm on Facebook, I see fraud is back in town. And you stood next to Alan Shearer. You stood next to Kevin Keegan. You, you, you're pretty friendly with a lot of these people, right, Frauder? you, you they, they respect you.
4: Yes. Uh, you, my, my first meeting personally with Kevin Keegan was in Glasgow many years ago, maybe 10 years ago, maybe more, 15 years ago. And um, since then, I meet him a couple of times. And one of the last time I meet him in, in Gosford, and I asked him, Kevin, can you come to Norway? And he said, yes, just call me. And he got, I got his number. I was a little bit nervous when I come back home and try to call him. He didn't take the phone. But mm-hmm. some one hour, two late, hour later, it was standing Kevin Keegan on my phone. I said, Kevin Keegan is phoning me. <laughs> I was in heaven. So he said yes, yes, I will come to Norway. So we we get him over in 2019 and wow. we have a fantastic evening with Kevin. Kevin is an amazing man. Yeah. You know, we was about 350 people and he go, go out in the in the hall and talk with everybody. If they have if they have one question, he asked them two, three questions back. And um and he always said that he gonna sign this shirt and he signed that shirt. But he also introduced that he will get Terry Mack to, uh, to sign everything. Like Dermot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, uh, And then uh, I, I, I talked with Kevin after the, uh, the party, and I said, when will you meet Terry? And then he didn't know. So, But I told Keegan, I would go to Newcastle next week. I can meet him, and he can sign all the shirt. Wow. So when I get to Newcastle next time, Terry Mack was standing on the airport and wait for me and take oh. me to wow. Punt, 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 uh, Punt, where Portland. he stay. Portland. Portland, yes. And show right. me everybody. Here was Karen Keegan' house when he lived and I live here. And then we was in a cafe and a coffee and he, he take me back to Newcastle. So Terry was amazing to me.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Um, mm. so, some of the stories, for that you've got are, are incredible. Eh? And you are really connected, even in Norway. So I remember... All them years ago, you said a certain something about a player who's just signed for Man City. Tell us that
4: story, Fraud. Yeah, you know, I was in 2014, I was coaching our team in Brune with the boys 15. And we had a player called Erling Braut holland and, uh, and, and, I, and I told you and Andy and Peter, and, uh, uh, this is a guy from Newcastle, um, but you know he go another way, direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and then we, I remember we went out with his father Alfie Holland to have a, yes, a lunch was... with him on the yeah, top on did. the roof on the big building in Bruna.
1: Just casually, just casually having brunch with with Holland and his dad. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you know, you know, just dining with the the big dogs out there. But uh, no, good times, Frode. And um, so Holland like. You know, he's um, you're proud to see him doing really well, being a big Norwegian, you know. fan. Uh, are you proud of
4: him? I'm proud, I'm so proud of uh, Erling. He is an amazing boy for me. He's the same boy as he was when he was 14 years old. He talked the same way, he smiled the same way. I love that kid. Yeah, he's, he's amazing, cool. and I hope he succeed very well. In uh, when I went, went to St. James's Park to see the game now last weekend, yeah. I was. I, I hope he scored two, three goals, but Newcastle won more, more, more than City. So I'm so happy with whatever he does.
1: You know, um you know Tony, who runs the, obviously Tony Threlfall, who runs the match, the experience. You know what he said to us? He said, I was going to have to tell Froda, please don't celebrate when Haaland scores. And don't <laughs> Haaland on the back of Man City shirts. Tell all the kids not to do it. So I um, was just hoping, but you didn't celebrate, no, because it, it must have been bittersweet. You love Newcastle, but also you loved <laughs> Ireland as well. So he did score, yeah. before, didn't he? But he scored a nice. the weekend again. What a player. I think that's uh, to you, Froda. I think that's down to you. And, you know, no, no, a no. big cut. No, there's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> he has, uh, you know, in
4: 2013, I was asked to come to Brune to be at the team Holland was in. So this was my best friend. He was the head coach. He had had the kids. There was 40, 50 kids, and they start when they were seven, and all played till they was sixteen, seventeen. 16, 17, in the same they was go. And the, the, the way he did it, he asked everybody when they was 14, 15 years old, how many times do you want to train every week? And someone said, we want to be there five times. Then I was in the elite team, and someone just said, I want to be there two times. But Erling, he trained every day. Yeah,
1: that's the mentality. The mentality yeah. as well. So, hmm. Brody, you, you've got—you must have a million stories. What's what? If we're putting you on the spot, what? What's some of your best stories that you've got from from Newcastle and your connection with Newcastle? Just a football story.
4: Yeah, what, what yeah was, I can tell you what happened many, many years ago. If we go back, maybe ten, eleven years. ago, uh, yeah. I yeah. I was in that shop. And there was a guy from Scotland who have called me many times. He's told me that he had two players from Scotland, one from Glasgow, one side from one from Stirling. And he wanted them to come and trail in Norway. But I said, it's no reason to come now because you cannot sign for anybody. But suddenly it was two boys about 18 years old stand in my shop and say, Hi, we are David and Jordan. And I said, What are you doing here? Okay. But you can come and stay for, with me for some weeks. Then they stay in Norway, and then one of both come back and play for some Norwegian team. They went back to Scotland. Suddenly, the guy called Job Love called me, brother, can you get some tickets for a Newcastle game? I need eight tickets for my friend. And I said, I can do that. And then I get the tickets, and I meet a guy called Paul Watson. i have never seen him before, a very big guy from Scotland. And then he come to the hotel. And I, and I say, I have the tickets for you. And he, he said, uh, I said, who are you? And I, he told me that he was a former Newcastle player. And I got eight tickets for a former Newcastle player. Yeah. I think that was unreal because why couldn't he get tickets? I need to get yeah. his, t- his tickets. <laughs> and, then, <Tell> <laughs> and then we were sitting down and talked, And uh, we, now we are very good friends. But what happened that I have my old... Team all boys players in Norway play against all boys team from Newcastle. So he arranged a game at the old training ground. Mm. I bring my team from Norway and we play against all stars from Newcastle and we have an amazing evening together. So who's the this is actually it gets does it get played at Dunstan every year as well, this all star game? Oh no, that's that's something else. That's a publica. Oh that's not what we did. We did it just with former Newcastle players. Oh wow,
1: wow. So in some the, of the old it, boys. Yeah, that was just that was and, uh, a real special moment that for you playing in the, the, the training stadium and that, but um, oh, that's amazing. But also, you're a big part of you know, it's a Newcastle legend game, you're part of this game, you're, you're part of it. Tell us a little bit about these Newcastle legends, they play at Dunstan every year sometimes, and there's some absolute unbelievable. Yeah, but you get-
4: I, I, I've been very lucky since I know Paul and I introduced a, gold, a, a man called Steve Raitt. And he uh, yeah. uh, asked me to play in the public. So I've been very lucky. I played with Peter Bersley, Steve Howey, Peter Ramage, Oliver Bernard, Stuart Elliott. Uh, so that's uh, been amazing. So, yeah. Um, How do you handle
1: yourself, Roderick? Did you, did you play well? Or are you
4: struggling against this? Uh, uh, I'm very nervous when you play with some so fantastic, skilled player. To play with Peter Bursley is something else. You cannot imagine who, good, who very good he is. So then you can understand why you play in the lower league and one of the players play on the higher level. Okay. So you can see the difference between us. But, uh, you know, football is also to have fun and do your best. So if you do your best, it's OK. Good.
2: So, uh, so Frode, I've got a question. Um, obviously, yeah. you've, you've, you've been in many Newcastle games at St. James's Park. Um, mm. If you were going to name or tell me what your best game is that you've
4: seen at St. James's Park, what would it be? I don't remember the year, but we, I think we beat Man United 3-0. It's, it's had to be in January, in the very cold and windy, and um, we beat them. at We uh, scored a free kick, and that was amazing. And, I remember uh, that game. Yes, and also the game that we played against Norwich. We was 3-2 under, and we beat them 4-3 the last minute of the game. That was, was that when w-
2: when Dwight, Dwight Gale scored the uh, hat trick?
4: It, it can be. A, yeah, yeah. So, oh,
2: so you you must have seen some amazing games over the times. So it's uh, and I bet I bet I bet in Norway is there a lot of uh, Newcastle fans now over there because of you?
4: Uh, I think there is someone. Yes, uh, you know how I'm a shop and I put lots of things on Facebook. And uh, last week when we play Man City, I have a newspaper with me. And they make a story about me and Newcastle. So the uh, people have come into my shop and ask a uh, question. Are you the big Newcastle supporter? Can you help us with tickets? And I said, I cannot help with you tickets. You have to go and get your own tickets. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, to buy a watch. You have to buy a watch <laughs> first. Buy a watch and get the tickets. No, it's not so easy. I know it's difficult to get tickets at Newcastle now. Yeah, so I'm very happy if I can come in with my friend, me and my friends, but I cannot help everybody. No. So,
1: so what's the what's the hopes? Last couple of questions, then we've got a quick fire round, Frodo. What's the hopes for you and with the club, or just what's the hopes for the future for Frodo and Newcastle?
4: I hope I can still go there and see good football, and I, I, I know that if we win something, the club will be huge, but. I don't hope that we will be like Man United or Liverpool. Mm. It's, I, I think uh, the people who have in new, Newcastle is more friendly than... I know Liverpool, Man United are the big clubs. But the way I have been treated in Newcastle is amazing. How people look after me, how they help me, how kind they are. So I hope the club will continue to be that way. Good man, good man. for yeah, that. Mm. I just hope we're together when
1: we first win our bit of silverware for because that would be fantastic in the leases end together, like we're like the old times when we used to go. So Steph's got a question mm-hmm. for you. A really good question. Yeah. So
2: so obviously you uh, you own a watch shop. Um who who is the most famous person you've sold a watch to?
4: Um uh, let me see. <laughs> Here we go. he's caught him off guard, <laughs> didn't he? That was a difficult question. (laughs) That's a (laughs) tough one. You know, I seldom watch. uh, He has been the national coach for women football in Norway. He played left back for Norway when we beat England in 1981 in Mm Ullevål. We almost beat England out of the World Cup. He's a very good friend of me. So he and he, what's especially with him when Norway beat England, he changed shirt with Kevin Keegan. And we had uh, an event in in um, in Sunnis his, his name is Bjarne Bansen, yes. and he had the shirt with him and show it to Kevin. So he, oh, he has wow. to be the most famous guy I have sold watches to.
1: Oh, well, that's amazing! What
3: a story! Mm. Yeah.
1: So it's is it right just quickly when you mentioned about um, Bianna? Did did John Carver work in Norway?
4: He worked he worked as a coach, head coach. For a <laughs> a, <laughs> he John Carver, the former Newcastle manager. No. Yes, I don't think, but he was close to sign for Rosenborg, but he didn't yes. go to Norway. Mm. Right. So, has any any Newcastle any any Newcastle players or anyone worked over there or any any like coaches or? Mm. Uh, I don't know, but I I've just seen on Facebook that uh, there was a goalkeeper from Viking Stavanger who had do some mistake, and uh, there was a guy from Fredrikstad put on Facebook. He remember when Supermax scored four goals against the goalkeeper in Fredrikstad. And he really he wanted to go uh, out of the goal because Newcastle was so much better than Manchester. Uh, this was in the 70s, so yes, yeah. I don't know.
1: You can't remember that you would have been a baby in the 70s, Florida. Come on now. Uh, yeah, I,
4: of course I have.
1: <laughs> it may just me now, Frudda. So. So, yep. Froda, listen, what we do at the end, this has been brilliant so far. Froda, I know for a fact we could sit here for hours because there's so many good stories you've got, but we we are in a bit of a, a little bit of a schedule. So what I'm going to yep. do, we do something called 10 questions, okay? Now, okay. the one thing that Froda said for me before the show started was slow down. <laughs> I'm hoping him and his Norwegian friends can understand us. If not, I apologize. So it's just the <laughs> accent we speak really quick. So, Froda, some of them are yes or no, or you've got to choose yeah. one that you like the most. All right. So, okay. question one Norway or Newcastle? Newcastle? Yes. Cheesy chips or Kumbla? Kumbla. Kumla is a delicatessen <laughs> in in, uh, in Norway. Uh, did I pronounce it right? I pronounced it right.
4: Yeah, very good, very good.
1: Callum Wilson or Erlen Holland? Erling Haaland?
4: Erling Haaland. Oh, favorite Newcastle moment? Mm. Keegan. Kevin Keegan signed for the Newcastle. Wow, On as the a head. bench, yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. As a manager, right? Oh, as a manager, yes. yeah.
4: Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh Sweden or Sunderland? No one. <laughs> <laughs> you hit them both. <laughs>
4: uh, no, just
1: kidding. Rolex or Casio? Casio. You like Casio? It's, yes, that's my coaching <laughs> brand. <laughs> uh, this is a tough one. Steph or Martin? Steph.
2: Oh! <laughs> thank you fraud.
1: You uh, you you've well lost you the game Frode um, <laughs> no 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 <laughs> favourite ever player Kevin Keegan Kevin Keegan he loves him didn't he um, can you lend me £36.50 yes <laughs> <laughs> um, and a hidden a hidden talent Frode yeah. do you have a hidden talent
4: Um, no 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 i I do do all
1: right i always do my best you always do your best and that's enough that's enough Rhoda. so yeah Rhoda, honestly mate i could um i could talk to you all night we're we are good friends we go way back and I, i do i can't wait to see you again you just you know i hope it shines through his passion for our club that he has no reason to love and he just he absolutely loves this club and for the last 20 or 30 years, he's he, you know, he brings joy. He shouts about us in Norway. He's pushing for us in Norway. He's bringing people over. He's spreading the word. Uh, and me and Steph think you're amazing. And I know that a lot of everyone you come in contact with, fraud likes you. And that's, as a man, that's all you can ever have, that people speak. You know, no one could say a bad word about you, Fraud. So...
4: Thank you. Thank you so much, Martin.
1: That's a human being. Anything from you, Froda? Anything you wanna? Anything else we've missed or anything you want
4: to say before we go? Uh, I can't wait to be back in Newcastle. I will come back in October, but that, then it will be no football games on St. James's Park. Mm. I will play in a game for the food bank. Oh, oh brilliant. So brilliant. it's, so it's going to be a game between a um, former Newcastle player, and uh, I will play in that against Man United. Wow, when when is this fraud? Because we'll put it on social media. Steph can put yeah. it on social media. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be the Friday, the 14th of October. And where's that? Do you know where it is, Brody? Uh, at the moment, I don't know where the game is, okay. but I have a good friend whose name is John Allen, and he told me, you're going to play in it. So I, I don't want to play the whole game, just a small part of it. Will there be some legends playing from Manchester United and Newcastle? Uh, uh, yes, yes. It will be the team for the, the entertainers. Uh, I think uh, I'm told that the Peter Bersley will be be our captain. Yeah. And I think maybe Steve Watson. But I, I, I cannot say the name because I don't know. I cannot promise yeah. it. But I they was talking about Keith Gillespie going to play for Man United. Yeah. Nice. Maybe it's Roy Keane, you versus Roy Keane in the middle of midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Then maybe. I can, then I can take him from Holland. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes, yes, payback, payback, payback. <laughs>
2: we, 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 we will come and watch fraud and support oh, you.
1: That's amazing! I can't mm. wait to come. So mm-hmm. when, when that comes out, Froda, let us know um, and we'll share oh, that yeah. everywhere. I know you've got yep. thousands of friends on Facebook. As soon as you put a post out, you have about 5 million likes and about <laughs> <laughs> to <It's> show <just laughs> how connected and how well-loved you are. So Froda, we're going to go for That's a drink or we're going to meet up when you get back. Main fantastic. Step. See you and keep in touch. Amazing.
4: All right? Nice to do that. Okay. You Take too, care, Frode. Froda. You too. Okay. Nice to speak with you. Thanks, you too. See okay. You, See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: And now we're going to look at the FPL review, the Fantasy Premier League review. So in this segment, we're going to look at the movers, shakers and stinkers of the week. So we have 40 players in the league right now. And it's um, the top to bottom. There's over 160, 150 points between top to bottom. So top of the pile is still hanging on in there is Dan Brown with Botman and Robin. There's about five in our in our group. Very original Dan. There's about five people called <laughs> Botman and Robin. Two seventy-four. But sneaking up behind him, I believe he works at Newcastle Foundation is Peter Tracy. Uh two seventy-two. He had a great week. Well done to you, Peter. Are you're right, sure you're breathing down his neck. So I don't know if he's got any players, um who who his captain was, but I know he had some really top players, at Holland et etc. Um the high score of the week. Was a good friend of mine with 89 points, Alan Sim. The stinker of the week was a good friend of ours, and he was actually mentioned on Chris McKitten's show, Robbie Welsh, with 35. Another Macam doing, he squatted this service, him and Jeff, killing it down there. Um, (laughs) Bottom place, our sponsor, Chris Conley. Absolutely (laughs) shocking. He actually was talking to us yesterday, he wants to come on the podcast, he's got no chance. He's uh, no chance. So, he's, he, you know, if you send us some more money, we might bring you on. Okay. Um, and we had a new entrant out in nowhere, Maisie Sim, which I'm guessing is some relation to Alan and also their other the son. So, Maisie, well done, but you've started on 89 points as well. Um, so, just in a little mini review, out of us three, our little mini league table in bottom place, also had a honker, sh- is Kyle oh God. Wilson. How do you is feel, that- Kyle? <laughs> I like I said
0: before that I'm on edge of bloody quitting now because it's been an
1: absolute shock in the last few weeks for so, me. So, so I'm I'm really praying that people didn't listen to your your last week's help <laughs> and support because you said put Son in your team, Justin in your team, and someone else in, and they had shockers. They got about two points between. In all honestly
0: so I took Son out. Son, Son out my team. Oh my <laughs> god! So <laughs> then I put Salah in foam, and now Salah's had an absolute stinker last week. So so basically, I've, I've took Salah t-
1: out now to put Harry Kane in. So. But you might change that. So you're giving people advice, but you're actually not even listening to your <laughs> advice. So why the hell should listeners listen to your advice, Kyle? It's to do the opposite. Do the opposite. To do the opposite. Do the opposite. No, it's because I think, I'm always going to say
0: like, Aaron's son, I said him, and he's had a good start to the that's season. The one thing you said that's actually and coming off. I'm just going to talk about uh, Fabio as well. Carvalho, but, um, Carvalho, or whatever. You I think it's just, I think what FPL is, just, you, you never know. And I learned this week that you don't back Mohamed Salah. Um, <laughs> I normally don't back Mohamed Salah. I normally don't. He's gonna go score six against us on uh, Wednesday like oh, But yeah. I normally don't back him, so I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just gonna go with me my heart now and stop backing him. I've had enough of him. Gonna put Harry Kane. I'm gonna
1: change him for Luis Diaz and get Harry Kane back in the side. So, so I was forming about Harry Kane before I tell you what I got. He's he only got eight points yesterday. He got booked missed a penalty. He got mm. minus two for missing a penalty. Adam is me. Um, no, I didn't have his captain. Minus two for a yellow. Minus one for a yellow card. Minus three for missing a penalty. He would have ended up with a blinking 15 points. You end up with 8 <laughs> points. Foreman. Um. So in second place is me. So I'm half, right in the middle, 20 out of 40 with 230 points. So I'm slowly, slowly creeping up. I've, I've had a, two really fantastic weeks. And I know what I'm doing, Kyle. Oh, yeah. You're saying it's pop up. I do you know, know what I'm doing. This is serious. You can actually get qualifications in it and I'm going on a, on a course for that. A 38 game weeks. But, um, Steph... I'm sneaking up. I'm nine points behind you. I'm 239 points in 16th place. How, how are you feeling that at all?
2: I'm carrying this podcast. <laughs> carry I carry it.
1: Jesus. You'll be bottom in a couple of weeks. Who did you captain?
2: I Actually, I had Salah as captain, oh. um, which obviously was a gutter. Uh, but I'm not going to be like Kyle because I think he will get points against us. So uh, I'm going to stick with him, at so, least for another week.
1: Good. I, I've got, I had Salah in my team, and I literally, about six times, I went Salah captain, Haaland captain, Jesus. <laughs> Salah, Haaland, Jesus. And I went. Because we were talking about Liverpool will bat at Bournemouth, We also thought Arsenal might give two or three nil to Fulham, but then we're like City's going to bat at. I went with Harland, and that absolutely yeah. saved me bacon. However, my star of the season was Odegaard, and I've had him in my team, and he is getting me some serious points. I think he's class that lad, and I he's said he was well. going to yeah. four goals, a couple of assists. He's doing really well, so I was pretty happy with me with me weekend. Uh, it just seems really tight. The league, everyone's getting roughly the same. There's no one quite running away. It's
2: early days, and uh, is it, so with the midweek games? Does that mean it's a double game? Week no, or not this or week. Separate game week. Separate separate game weeks.
0: Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Be so. I always say like my one bit of advice that I'd give is that you shouldn't listen to. Don't listen to me. <laughs> is okay. I'd tell them the opposite then. No, I'd I'd save you triple captain for a double game week. Well, I've, I know, I've seen played it.
1: Mine on the first day of the season, <laughs> and I got three points of Harry Kane. Hey, that's and then Adam Pearson C. told us he said, Kane never does well in August. Remember? Why he said that? He wise wise words, words from a from a true gentleman. Well, so, not really, because he, 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 he he's starting he's to score now. He's got records, so hey,
2: I think
1: right. he'll have a good week. That's why he's in my team this week. So that's your top tip, Harry Kane and your team. Yeah, and okay. am Martinelli. Martin, me? Me? You put me in your team. Uh, Martinelli. Oh, Martinelli. Martinelli. So yeah, guys, if I was me. you, I'd put Son in your team and I would put <laughs> someone else in your team from Arsenal, whoever Arsenal are playing. But uh, yeah, it's getting exciting. And I think as we go on, it's going to get even hotter. So talking about hotter, hot topic. And we kind of toot and because we know the women's game's starting and that might be another, another segment in a different time. But this week, we're going to look at transfers. It's a transfer deadline this coming Thursday at 11 p.m., um, and i'm going to look at what the transfers have just been so the three biggest transfers i'm going to go for is obviously casemiro at manchester united 70 million for a 30 year old well well is he a world cup winner champions league winner champions, world cup five winner he times, wins, 5 he, times champions world league, league cup winner no he yes, hasn't no. oh okay so yeah but listen he's a I seen something the other day and i loved it he said he's basically modric's bodyguard <laughs> um and i think that's what my United need just someone to come in sit in front um but is that the the position they desperately needed maybe but they still need a striker but listen they've got casemiro through the door i think there'll be business to be done still for them it's a great signing obviously we're going to look at someone else that might sign from you kyle obviously our own big al bill alexander isaac i keep saying isaac and steph keeps telling us off you say potato i say potato but uh, isaac's come in for 60 million now Everyone you know, claims to know everything about everyone when there's a new sign You look at his record and it isn't amazing, but what I heard the other day under the age of 22, he's, there's only Haaland, there's only um, the guy uh, Vahovic, Vahovic from, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. from from Juventus. There's only two other people that are around that age who've scored more than him. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's going to come in and score 20 this season, but I think potentially he's pace and power. And, and, the, and what they're linking him to is that Terry Henry. I think he might come off the left, you know. When Wilson's back, I think he might come off the left or the right. Um, I don't think there's any place for him in a two. I don't think we we play a formation with a front two. So I think he's going to be a good signing. If he was signed before the season, how many people would have said flop of the season? I don't know. I hope he's not going to be, but it's a big transfer tag. But I'm just hoping he hits the ground running and and starts well. Also, this one, for me, it was well talked about. Nathan Forrester just signing pretty much the whole of the Football League morgan gibbs white for 35 to 40 million pound now absolutely unproven wolves didn't didn't get a game for wolves you know they weren't exactly hanging on to him and and fighting for him um 35 to 40 million for morgan gibbs white is overpaying but everyone was overpaying and listen um, i'm sure he's going to get better we all know that with joe linton so let's just see with that one but three big transfers so it's it's going to be a busy few days kyle what do we um? What do we what do we see? What do we think? And what are the biggest three that could potentially happen? So the first one I wrote down was for Fana. Yeah, obviously seventy five million
0: is a or oh, eighty five million. I think it's going to be mm. is a massive price tag Crazy and money. Leicester I do love selling centre halves for big money by the looks of it. Yeah, but Lin, even Linic like I said that he's been the best, the best talented like centre half that he's seen play at Leicester. So mm. obviously is a good talent. Mm. The next I'm going to talk about is Gordon. And if anyone's paying sixty million for Anthony Gordon then they shouldn't be working in football. Mm. It's absolute criminal signing. And yeah. I think if we signed him for sixty million I'd be sat going, wow. What would you what would you what price tag would you put on him, Kyle? I know I think I do think he's a good player. Yeah. I think I'd I'd go thirty, thirty five million. I think that's with English tax as well. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not getting it wrong, that like, if he came to Newcastle I think he would be a good signer. But for sixty million pound yeah, that's a lot of money. Lot of money like yeah. and he obviously is a good player, obviously he has talent. He winds up with fans and but for sixty million you've got to be getting Is he a, gonna get in their team? I I think you've got to be get a player that's gonna take it gonna like, is he he's not any better than Pulisic, I don't think. I don't mm. think he's any better than um Sterling. Mm. Obviously, Obviously Hudson Doy's going to buy a Leverkusen, yeah, yeah. which is another one. Um but it's just you've got to be signing a player that's gonna get you ten goals a season mm. for sixty million pound.
2: It's a lot of money to pay for that potential. You yeah. don't know if yeah, he is, is going to become yeah. like a 15, 20 goal attack error or whether he's, you know... And that's just remember. become like a Ross Barkley who just be yeah. yeah.
1: It's just strange. It's just the recruitment. It just seems a bit weird at Chelsea. Just like, they need a right Yeah, yeah. They need a number nine. And Orba might come in, but Orba's 33 and he's we've all seen his yeah. different things, his attitude and his mindset. Why don't we go and spend 60, 80 million on an Isaac? Yeah, yeah. I, Isaac, I, I, think cause I don't think Gordon fits Chelsea's
0: style either. I think, I think Isaac, he... It fits Castle side, he can press, he's quick on the turn, yeah. he can get in behind. That's 2 to our side, and I think that's when his mm-hmm. goals will come from. Put Gordon on the Chelsea side, and I think he, he weakens them. He improves us, but yeah. he weakens Chelsea. That's... Okay. And Good then stuff. the final one is one that I'm very excited to see him play in the Premier League, is Anthony. It's someone I've seen play quite a Gordon. bit in, in the Dutch Anthony league. Anthony Gordon? No, no. <laughs> Anthony the Brazilian. Oh, sorry. Right, I, oh, right, um, yeah. And I've seen him play a few times last year. Harris FIFA card. Probably why, why I was watching him play. Is he, is he this
1: good, Kyle? Because I literally I can't. Is he I good? think he's he's got a lot of talent. What, give he's, us a give us a mould who he's like. Tell us a player that he was like from the past or present. Who 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 do you? Do? Ooh, it's hard one. Um, he's not like Sancho, though, no. No, he's nothing nothing like Sancho. Maxi, I'm trying to think. more than the Maxi. A
0: mold? bit a bit like the Maxi, more like the skillful, the the flair sort of mould. Oh, so going to do step over? Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably like the Richarlison and sort of like the okay skills he probably doesn't need to do, but you watch them and you go. Wow, like exciting! He's just, he's an exciting player. He's a wide right or wide left. Wide right, wide. Right. So what does that mean uh, right, for right. what does that mean for for Sancho? Spend 70 million. Does on he play on the left or does he? But then it's I, just strange. It's, it is strange. I think he's a very he can play through the middle. Um, he has played through the middle Australia. for uh, Ajax uh, as yeah. sort of a false nine. Um, is he a good press? Is he, is he, yeah, he high he's, press? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I think he's, he's ten. He's one of ten Hogs players. Okay, players. So I think he knows him. And the only thing is a hundred million. That's it's a lot so of money so again money, like money
2: now uh, you just throw money at around that's 250 like, million
0: and we're the ones getting looked of, at ah, yeah,
1: and they're spending 250 million on free players it's crazy so I'm crazy. just putting it out there on my night though, and I know we're going to talk about it soon but uh, I don't want to bring it back but I did say they were finishing fourth and finishing. I keep talking about it and I'm, it's sickening us off but actually I still think they're going to finish a little bit I'm not saying fourth, but maybe I'm not as nervous as I was about that one. That's the only one I regret—the fourth place for my United. But okay, Steph. So which teams need to do some recruitment? I'm going to
2: start with Newcastle, obviously. Um, I think there is definitely a need for um, you know that winger, that right right sided player, whether it's Pulisic. um, You know, there's there's a couple of other names being mentioned. Um, Also, central midfield. um, We've seen with obviously with Bruno being out injured um with Shelby being out injured it does look very light there um when you take those two out um so is there you know there's been rumors about uh, the um the Al- Alvarez Edson Alvarez from mm, from Ajax CDM. um of bringing, of bringing him in so i think Newcastle have definitely got something up their sleeve i think there's one more marquee signing in them plus alone um that could be that Alvarez could even be James Madison i think there's definitely there's definitely one more biggie in for Newcastle
1: um, do you think so? Do you think? I do. Does it fit in with a fair play? Like a four? Are you talking like 50-60 million here, or uh, potentially? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think there's. What one do you think, Kyle? Do you think? I Sorry. think there's another big signing
0: coming. Oh, give us a name, Madison. I would like to see Madison, but I think now for is leaving, and I think we've been so close to deadline day. I think, I think it, it's another do. ten million added yeah, on yeah, now, yeah, and yeah. I think that would have been a few weeks ago.
2: You would, you would su- suspect that. The out of those two positions that they're looking to recruit, yeah. that it would be the winger who is the loan, i.e. A, P- a Pulisic kind of type player. Yeah, that'll be, and it would, the and moment, it'll yeah. be the money that's spent on on, on the, the, the CDM. Because the now know. with
1: Bruno, that's that's worrying. I see, I see Pulisic coming in. Um, and see someone or oh, someone like Pulisic. So do you think the Gordon transfer then on that Thursday he signs? All of a sudden it triggers off a bit of a chain of events a with Pulisic, Gallagher yeah, potentially. Yeah. And, I mean, that takes that Gallagher got sent off, didn't he? But I don't
0: know. I think you if you think go to I think the CDM and, CDM and though, I think because yeah. it will help Bruno's game as well. Move yeah. Bruno yeah. up the pitch, but yeah, I, I'm trying to think of CDMs. You've got obviously you've got like um, Alves getting linked. He, yeah. I've seen clips of him. He looks a good player. Um, you got that Sangari who also plays in the mm. Dutch who I've yeah, seen yeah. a few times and then the one that I see keep seeing linked and people in Newcastle fans saying why aren't we going after him is that other Fafana who plays in the French League. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, for Lens, yeah. yeah. And so he, looks he scored again at the weekend I think so he looks okay. like a, a good player.
2: So yeah I think there'll be movement there with Newcastle yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think another team who are potentially gonna to have to go back into the market is villa um obviously they, they spent 40 million on Diego carlos who is now out for a long time um mings has picked up an injury as well hasn't he so yeah. um obviously they've had a not a great start pressure's already on gerard as we've talked about um is he going to be happy going forward with Ezri concert and callum chambers it, it's Do you it's, know what it's what
1: you're saying there's right because the villa board are probably looking at him right and going recruitment hasn't been great so far. Do we throw another 50 to 100 million or do we just sack him and bring someone else in? Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Though? The like next it's... couple of
2: games for Villa is going to be you yeah. can tell them Tough whether to stick, the, the, the the stick with them.
1: The Villa fans are starting, they're not turning on them, but they're starting to ask questions and start to say, ooh. So yeah, good shout, good shout with Villa.
2: And then the final team I'm going to mention is Leicester. I think yeah. it's a really interesting <laughs> one with Leicester, isn't it? Because they haven't signed anyone and the, you know, that potentially looks like going to lose Wesley Fafana for a lot of money, but it's leaving them very little time to bring in a mm. replacement. You know, you'd think that they've done their homework and they've got someone lined up. But, um, you know, there's other players there that they could lose. We've mentioned Madison. Yuri um, Thielmans is also one that seems like he's going to be potentially going out. So, you know, they've obviously had a, a shocking start to the season. Freshers building on Rogers. It's similar to the, the Villa situation, but obviously Leicester... You know, they've the they, they've done so well in the last few seasons it almost seems like they've reached a ceiling and, and what what where do they go now? They have to apparently sell before they can buy, but they don't want to sell any of these players who are yeah. gonna bring the money in for them. So
1: I just dunno what's happened to Leicester. I mean, uh, they've gone yeah. from winning a Premier League to like players wanting to come in. What that does, that's not gonna affect you see your best player leave for Fauna and then Thielman's like, Okay, all right, so he's getting two hundred K there. I wouldn't mind a little move to to Man United or to Chelsea or and then Madison's looking to start, what they're starting what they start to do it turns heads yeah yeah unless they're going to get ripped apart and when you take them three out their team I know Jude Halls good but he's not proven yet he's not Harvey, and, Barnes, and Harvey Barnes is good but not is. crazy after that they they get a few injuries they could be in a dog fight like yeah, yeah it's crazy how could it's changed, they lost Schmeichel and they haven't replaced they haven't they've got in that that goal as well and he's, yeah yeah he's not he's,
0: I'm guessing they've got to have a keeper coming in I thought they've, they've, they've got have
1: would have been a great signing for them. Yeah. Get number one. Anyway, no, I agree, and that Leicester could be a hot topic soon after yeah. this window. That could, 100%. that seriously could be. We need to dig into that because it's it's quite interesting. It's but almost
2: like the position they've put themselves in. This position that it was obviously obvious. Like, it, they knew that they had to sell before they could bring players in, mm. and they've had for Fana, You know, Chelsea have been after. They've made what three bids for them. They've been after them for a while. Newcastle have made bids for Madison. If they know they have to sell, why haven't they just got, you yeah. know, rip the band aid off, sell one of them, sell two of them, and then you've got money to then yeah. but rebuild? So
1: I'll, I'll throw it back at you if Fafana goes, do they go in for Harry Maguire for 25? I've seen it, I've seen it a, I see a <laughs> little bit. No, tweet, tweet yeah, I haven't seen anything, but I think I just because my native, yeah, he's out of favour, isn't he, So he's not going to play, is he's he? not going to play now, is he? So it is, be, it. is it a shout? That's a shout, yeah, show it could be, really. yeah,
0: on, especially on so, loan.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: It's like a dead like. They lose for Fana on the last on deadline day. Yeah. They need a centre off to come in. I think Thursday is gonna to to be a bad
1: rush, you know. I think Thursday is gonna be, going to be better. crazy. Yeah. I think like West Ham, day. all of these teams, yeah. there's loads of teams. Like Bournemouth. They've got they have to get someone in, otherwise they just might as well wave the white flag now. Did you see say, Scott Parker's comments after no, the local game? his exact words were something like,
0: Oh, this won't be or oh, he doesn't think this'll be the worst day of the season. Oh There'll God. be plenty more like this. That's that's encouraging. That, yeah. I think you said that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did say that. He was. He knew. He, he said himself
1: that his team was defeatist attitude. He said at the start of the season that his team's worse than the team that came. What up? about? I tell you what it was a shocker of the weekend. I'm disappointed to say that cardigan he wears every weekend oh, with yeah. them white stripes on he's, his arm. He's another on one. <laughs> it's Very early '90s isn't it? What's <laughs> he doing? I'd sack <laughs> him just for that. But um, <laughs> no, I'm not in for sacking managers, but. Um, it's obviously very topical, in, yeah. in everyone's. Land. I mean,
2: how nice is it though, guys, that we're going to the final days of the window as Newcastle fans, and we've done some absolutely amazing business already. But there's there's a chance, and there's, yeah, yeah. there's a buzz that we might bring mm. in like a couple more. Like it's, I mean, it's 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 just worlds away from last season when yeah. it was Joe Willock on the last day of the season. We didn't get Hamza Chowdhury on loan. Um, it's just amazing, isn't it? So Could you see um,
0: Joe Pedro still happening?
2: I think that'll be one for another window. Yeah, yeah. I think potentially okay. January you or can't even. be on the
1: right are it? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know why if we still need a winger. Is, yeah, he yeah. is he seen as a front man? Is he a nine rather than a winger? So just, just listen, what we what we were gonna do this week, the hot topic was gonna be um was gonna be about women's football. I just wanna give a big shout out to um to Newcastle women who won the first two games, sitting near the top of the league. Um Sunderland lost unfortunately at the Stadium of Light in a double header at the weekend. Uh they lost four nil but they, they drew against Durham in the first game, so North East football is doing well, it's thriving um, for the women's women's side, so really exciting on that. So, we'll continue to follow that as well, and that'll be one of our hot topics, I think, at some point. We'll we'll look at the women's game, especially with the WSL starting back up this coming weekend. the weekend after. Oh, two weeks, yeah. so that might be a perfect lead in for next week. Okay, so these last couple of bits is, is going to be we're going to look at Have You Say, and what we've decided on Have You Say is obviously its transfer deadline, and this will probably come out on thursday you know wednesday thursday friday this week is we're going to look at the best and worst signings of the window so you get a chance not necessarily it can be your flop of the it, however you want to dress it up who is your best signing and your worst signing of the window and we'll put ours out there yeah. um we'll put ours out on, on facebook and twitter um yeah so so just watch out for that steph you'll be putting that out you're a social media expert is that right yeah
2: apparently, apparently.
1: <laughs> definitely not me, okay. So um. I've really enjoyed it, it's been great getting us back in the same room again, we'll be hopefully, Kyle doesn't take off and have more holidays, the piece of scum um, Oh, <laughs> be. You know, he probably is, he's, he's a right globetrotter but um, no, thanks for having us and, and listen everyone out there it's it's been great, we've got a bit of a following now and just keep, I'm not going to pinch uh, Crouchy's past the pod but please, please share it because you know, it um, having just people interacting with us is what keeps us going, the odd time we'll get a good bit of feedback or a little bit of you know, positive. Yeah. What is it? Critique? Critical? Not critical. What's it? What's it? Constructive. Constructive. Sorry. (laughs) Positive, constructive criticism. So Kyle, sort yourself out. That's what you usually say. Or Martin, (laughs) slow you. We actually had a Norwegian friend said, you know, we were speaking far too fast. I don't think we can fix that for all of my friends. I don't think we can fix that. Um, so, listen, keep listening, keep sharing the pod, please. And um, what we're going to do, we always finish on this. Now, Kyle is a young man, but he is such a genius, as you see and as it comes across in the podcast. So, Kyle, your final words and thoughts, please.
0: One of the best ways to make other people happy is to be happy yourself.
2: Even though the dancing's done Don't worry cause the night is
4: young Who cares where we go We're ready for the afterglow So